This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham, pre-power hours upon us on this May the 6th. That's right. Lucky number is 623. The number for the program is 844-SAY-ACCN. And yes, we are still streaming live on the ESPN app. Tons of guests come your way, including this hour, Mr. Durham. We are packed this hour. Yeah, appropriate use of the word because Elliot Avent will be here in 15 minutes. Rachel DeCecco in about 22 or 28 minutes, I should say, this morning on this program. And then a busy 9 o'clock hour with Andrea Adelson previewing the ACC spring meetings that start on Monday at Amelia Island, Florida. Um, but first, a heavy weekend. We got your softball. We got your baseball. We got your lacrosse. We got all sorts of things. So, it's a Friday. It's Packer and Durham. And that means it's time for one stat per game. And we're going to start with the Women's Lax Championship tomorrow night right here on ACC Network at 6 o'clock. And the note that Carolina has outscored its opponents 151-60 to in home games this season. It's a dangerous place to go play women's lacrosse pack. Well, you better bring your A game. You're going to mess with the heels. And uh, BC plans mm-hmm. on doing that. It's going to be a great showdown. North Carolina has only lost two of their last 54. But those two were to Boston College. Something's got to give. They had a great classic game, yep. 16-15, to first go around in March. Uh, Wes, it would not surprise me if we see this game even one more time after this one tomorrow night. Yep. But it's going to be a big deal tomorrow night. There's no question. And the cool thing is, we get it right here on ACC Network. There is no championship, by the way, on the men's side. So we got some regular season matchups, including Duke at Notre Dame. And Duke has eliminated Notre Dame five times in the NCAA tournament beginning in 2010. It's 12 versus 7 tomorrow night. Uh, Anish Shroff earlier this week said basically this is a loser leave town match. Winner's going to be in the NCAA tournament. Loser's going to be sitting on the couch with dogs. Uh, You mentioned how Duke has kind of had their number, but Notre Dame has been red hot down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Something's got to give Virginia, Lars, Tiffany. Again, they're already done 5-1 in the league. Notre Dame uh, can time with the W, uh, but we'll see where it goes. Virginia's going to be in. But the winner of this game going to be in the NCAA tournament. The loser is going to be hating life. All right. We're going to pivot to softball. Florida State is at NC State. So the Seminoles arrive in Raleigh, winning 14 of the last 15 against NC State. Uh, State shouldn't feel bad. uh, Listen, Florida State does this to a lot of people. Uh, They have been the standard, even though the hokey, hokey, hokey high, the ladies in Blacksburg are their ACC regular season champs and will be the number one seed going to Pittsburgh next week for the start of the ACC softball tournament. All right, so there we've gotten you caught up on both lacrosses and softball. Let's go to baseball, where Pittsburgh visits Duke this weekend. And in doing so, Duke has had some success by stealing bases. In fact, they're now the ACC leaders in stolen bases at almost 1.6 a game. They've stolen at least five bases. Or I'm sorry, this is softball. They've stolen at least five bases in three of their last five games. Marissa Young's team got off to a hot start last night in the series against Pittsburgh. By the way, speaking of, that game started last night, that series started last night. 
There were some defensive plays made in uh, yep. between Pitt and Duke last night that were unbelievable on both sides. I mean, everybody was making plays. I mean, crazy catches. Uh, if we were doing the best and worst of the weekend and it could include a Thursday, uh, you would see it yep. all over the place. It was amazing, some of the plays those ladies made last night in that game. Incredible. Well, you know, we can fudge a little bit. It's only 48 hours. Um, might have to. I mean, they, they were so money. spectacular. Yeah. I might include those on the best of the weekend because both Pitt and Duke both made plays last night. They were like, whoa, you got to be kidding me. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, Duke and Pitt are also playing baseball. They're at Cost Field this weekend in the Steel City. Duke is one of two teams in the ACC to have two starting pitchers rank in the top 10 in strikeouts per nine innings. You know, we're going to get to the uh, men's baseball tournament late May here in Charlotte. You know, everybody talks mm-hmm. about people who rake. We've been talking about the home run race. All these teams in the league got all this offense. You know, at the end of the day, yep. whoever pitches the best wins, man. I had to say yeah, whatever yeah. you want, man. Give me the dudes with arms. Give me Parker Messick every day if he could pitch. I'd be good to go. There you go. Louisville is at Wake Forest this weekend. The Cardinals have now won 17 games during which they fell behind, including eight of their 14 in the ACC. They go to Winston-Salem with that nugget pack. Well, we had Coach Mack on yesterday. We'll see if he gets the Packer and Durham bump this weekend. Uh, I know this much. Both these teams can go and hit it hard and long, and they're going to go to Wake Forest in Switzerland. That ball jumps in Winston now. It would not surprise me when we get back here on Monday – going through the best and worst, that there's going to be some crazy offensive numbers in that series. Would not surprise me. Yeah, we we had Luke Gold on yesterday, who's one of the top hitters in the ACC. Florida State visits Boston College. And tonight you get Parker Messick, who leads the country with 116 strikeouts. The reigning ACC and rookie and pitcher of the year has won ACC Pitcher of the Week honors four times two more than any other player this this spring pack well we talked to luke yesterday and you know he knows what's coming tonight uh listen there's there's no way to describe this other than parker messick is filthy Mm -hmm. and that is a positive thing he is out of sight man he's great tremendous all right so you got pitching at chestnut hill we got hitting at tiger town tonight because the seven o'clock game right here on acc network is Georgia Tech and Clemson from Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Uh, in his, the last 11 games, Kevin Parada has hit eight home runs for Georgia Tech. Max Wagner has hit 11 for the Tigers. Get ready. All, so get you, ready. Fo- all you folks yep. out there in the outfield with all that smoke at the Cajun Cafe, uh, head on a swivel <laughs> when you're taking a bite to something really tasty and drinking something really cold and frosty because – there could be something heading your way if you're not paying attention to what's at the plate. Because I'm telling That's you it. now, those two dudes can hit it hard. That's going to be a fun series. And we get it tonight. Can't wait on ACC Network. All right. Coming up here in moments is the leader of the Wolfpack, Elliot Avent. State Carolina renew their baseball series this weekend, and they're doing it at uh, Dale Park at Doak Field. Last time State and Carolina met for a three-game series, NC State swept Carolina. It was the first sweep for the Wolfpack in Chapel Hill since 1992. The series dates back to 1895. Carolina leads 169-138 
and one back in the series. Well, that, listen, whatever the numbers are, but we got to get rid of that one part. There's no such thing as a tie in baseball. Come on, man. That is a joke. I don't know I, when that took pack, place, but we got to get I, that out of here. I, pack, we got to bring him back and finish know. Bring him back and finish it. I know you hate long baseball games, Wes. We bring those guys back and finish it. Somebody's getting a W. Yeah. But I don't care. State Carolina get together. It'll be good. It'll be intense. And, of course, Elliot's coming up here. He'll be loaded with a bunch of good stories in the next couple oh. minutes. I look forward to it. Yeah, well, I'm sure we're going to get a Carlos Rodon update. Oh, yeah. Knowing, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, let me remind you, though, as we go to break, ladies and gentlemen, that tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, right here on uh, ACC Network, the ACC Women's Lacrosse Championship, that's number two Boston College, not number two in the ACC, number two nationally, visiting top-ranked North Carolina. Coverage on ACC Network starts at 6, and don't forget a special edition of all ACC postgame follows from Chapel Hill. Right here, tomorrow night, Women's Lacrosse Championship in the Atlantic Coast Conference. When we come back on this program, one of our favorites, maybe our favorite period, number nine, Elliot Avent comes down the tunnel to Packer and Durham next. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Elliot Avent, good morning. Morning, Pat. Good morning, Wes. Hey, hey, you'll be hearing a lot of Italian music pretty soon, won't you, Pat? Yeah, we are uh, countdowns on. I think we're inside about uh, two and a half weeks or so from road tripping and uh, checking out a little Italian uh, everything. Uh, you name it. Gelato, pasta, museums. We're going to be all over the joint. It's going to be fun. Hey, he's lost 50 pounds, Elliot. Look at him. I mean, he's a shell of his former self, and he's going to go to Italy and crush it for two weeks. Chris, and, and, I, and I don't even pay attention sometimes. We were watching all the other day. It says, look at your buddy Mark Packer. This weight he's lost. And then I look at you. I just see you as Mark Packer. I don't, you know, look at people. They gain some weight, lost some weight. I just look at their face and, and see them and, and she picked out how much weight you lost. So I meant to ask you, what have you been doing? Uh, I gave up uh, alcohol. I gave up sweets. I've given up bread. And I'm walking on a daily basis. And as of this morning scale, I'm down 56 pounds. And I've got my Kentucky Derby hat on. And it just reminds me that you and I are eventually going to make this road trip. Uh, and we're going to do Churchill Downs one of these days, me and you. There's no question. And congratulations on the weight loss. That takes a lot of discipline. Especially late night, that takes unbelievable. But I hope you get off that diet. I hope you eat a lot of bread, a lot of avocado, a lot of uh, whatever you want to, wine, you name it. And when you take Mrs. P, by the way, happy anniversary. But I hope you get off the diet when you go to uh, Italy and are going to Churchill Downs, you and I, and we're going to live it up. I was there last week. Or was it a couple weeks ago? And that is such a magnificent, magnificent place. That uh, it's unreal. Um, so I would like to talk baseball with you, but apparently you have something you want to talk to me about. Is that is that you? You got an issue? We've known each other too long now for you to hold back on any kind of questions you got for me. Uh, you and I formed a relationship a long time ago, 
Georgia Tech in the stands of the ACC tournament. If we weren't playing, Tech wasn't playing. You and I always got together. And we had a great time together. Baseball, and we love baseball. Back here today, like, I'm sport. I'm God, I think West, West loves baseball. Then the more I listen, the more I figured out you had a lot of problems with baseball. And I understand the game does last a little long. I get that. That was last a little long. Uh, the changes they're making, I'm not sure they're the right changes. But the game does last long. But then I got to think about your favorite sport might be golf. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've seen guys look at a putt from this side behind the ball. Then they go to the other side, find the flag, and look at the putt. And like four minutes later, they leave it to the left. And then they, they get over their ball to address their ball, like seven iron or, or a driver, and they, they sit there and rock their feet and go back and forth. And then they step off because somebody might have sneaked in the crowd so I can't hit my shot. And uh, then they get back and finally hit their shot. I'm like, man, I understand why Wes has a problem with baseball being a That's my question. That's it. Spot on. All right. You know what? Spot on. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Pro golf takes too long. Major championship golf takes way too long. So I'm not going to talk about the length of college baseball anymore because you're my friend and you're right. And that's good. And Elliot, here's one more no, thing. Baseball is too long. Go ahead. Elliot, here's the other thing. My man that's complaining about the length of college baseball games, he's a professional broadcaster. You would think a broadcaster – and like Wes, who does all his prep work, hey, the more airtime, the better. Hey, you got a guy wants to make 12 no, pitching changes? I'm loaded with stories. But what he does, we should be out of here in two hours like it was a women's softball game. I mean, I don't get it. It's inconsistent. And, Pac, if you put on top of that, the Wes is a great storyteller. So he's got a lot of good stories to tell. So you're right. You're cutting off his, his airtime. So I agree with you 100%, as usual. I think Pac and I, I don't know if I've ever disagreed with Pac on anything, to be honest with you. I think we're a kindred spirit, to be honest with you. I, I mean, really, you and I right. really need to spend actually more time together, I think. Okay. Hey, and I heard you all the other day about run the NCAA, and you had some great names, Jay Bellis, great names. I say Mark Pack and West Durham run the NCAA. That's what I say. No. They can't, they can't afford no. us. Can't afford us. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let, all right, do we is this we want to talk about Elliot's team playing Carolina here, or do we want to pause for you guys to engage on Carlos Rodon as a member of the San Francisco? No, Giants? no, 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 no. I, I'm just no, trying to sort no, out how we want this to go. No, we're going to talk about NC State baseball. First of all, I want to know about how's Tank, how, how's my man Tommy doing? I saw him, he's at the Hurricanes game, and we didn't hurt the shoulder again, did we? With the, the siren, I mean, is he going to be okay? Yeah, I, I hadn't had he hadn't swung, he had swung a bat since last Friday night and, you know, saw the doctor Saturday morning, got on the steroid dose pack and all this kind of stuff. Took a, a few swings off the tee on Wednesday. It kind of hurt an extension a little bit. And uh, then he's going to do the hurricane siren because he loves hockey. And uh, so he's going to do the siren. And I texted him and I said, hey, make sure you do it uh, with your left hand. And then uh, I'm getting all, I'm watching the game because I love hockey. So I'm watching the game. And they don't show Tommy doing the siren, but everybody's sending me from the game all these uh, texts and tweets about Tommy just cranking that thing out with his right hand. So I say, hey, I guess he's okay. And uh, he, looked pre- he looked pretty good at practice yesterday. That's good. All right. So that means Tommy White's in the lineup tonight for State Carolina. You and Scott Forbes 
You guys know each other. This is State Carolina, though, Elliot. Stuff happens, right? This is State. I mean, I remember one time we were in, where were we? Durham or someplace, Greensboro, and we had a tag out at the plate, and we had all sorts of stuff break loose. You won on game-winning homers. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on when State and Carolina play baseball. It's 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 a great robbery and uh, and and just all the way around. It's it's a great robbery, but it's it it's really good with the coaches and really good with the players. I think you know these guys play against each other all the time and they go at it for three days. Uh, there's no love lost, but I'll tell you what. On top of it, like if you think about the career that Mike Fox had in North Carolina and all the things that Mike Fox did there, it was unbelievable. And Scott Forbes was right by his side the whole time or most of it, and now he's he's uh, leading the way. And uh, they came over to practice last night, and I got a chance to talk to Scott and their coaches. And uh, really good guys uh, doing a real good job there and, and looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully it will be a great, great series. Elliot, ACC. All right, but Elliot. Go ahead, Wes. The Cozarts this weekend, Elliot. We got a Cozart situation in this rivalry. We got Jacob, who plays – uh, for you and Caleb, who plays at Carolina. How's that going to work out? Well, I was talking to Jacob about that yesterday. And uh, Jacob's – mostly I want to talk about Jacob, but uh, he uh, – what a, what a job he's done for us as a true freshman to come in this league and catch uh, primarily as our number one catch of the whole year. And mm. the things that he's done uh, is hard to do. You don't ask a, a person to play – uh, not sure unless your Buster Posey probably is a freshman or uh, the shortstop in this league is a freshman. And uh, Cozart's done an unbelievable job, but he's awfully proud of his other brother, Caleb. And uh, they, uh, I'm sure they're looking forward to it. And I'm sure the family's looking forward to seeing both their boys on the field this weekend in such a storied rivalry. I'm sure the parents are looking forward to this. It's very cool. I was going to ask you, Elliot, we got seven teams in the league ranked in the top 25. ACC's got more ranked teams than any other conference in college baseball. Uh, and, again, there's always good players. But have you ever seen the league with as many good offensive players as we have this particular year? And if so, I'd like to know how far back you got to go. Yeah, I think, and I think you're talking about the whole country, Pac. Uh, uh, I watched Tennessee and Kentucky play last night. I think I shut it down like the 11th inning or something like that. I had to go to bed. But uh, the uh, they had a couple dudes on the mound that were really getting after it, and they were shutting down hitting, and I'm talking about a good hitting. But uh, throughout the country and in this league, the hitting this year is the best I've ever seen. It's uh, every team is just a nightmare trying to get the, through the lineup and uh, – I think some pitching staffs are a little thin, and uh, it's a nightmare each weekend for a coach trying to figure out how to get through these lineups. What do you got going on back there in the backyard? <laughs> Sounds like you're in a nature preserve. <laughs> well, I like I like the woods. I grew up in the woods, and you know I tried to find a slice of woods here in Raleigh, and I found a little uh, piece of heaven here. And uh, I love coming out in the backyard and. I think there were some geese flying over just saying good morning, I believe. Okay, all right. Just checking. I'm a, um, let me ask you this. If if this league is the tournament in Charlotte, we're talking about the, the event in a couple of weeks, is the tournament in Charlotte going to be as wide open as we think it is just based on the regular season? Well, I would think so. I mean, first of all, it's unfortunate that we can't figure out how to get everybody there. You know, Everybody goes but two teams, and I hate that because everybody deserves to go. And uh, 
it's uh, it's going to be wide open, uh, like you said. Uh, I think this whole country's wide open this year. If you, with the exception of mm-hmm. Tennessee, just kind of you know dominating the SEC, which is unbelievable to see that happen, and uh, and the great league that they have, uh, with the exception of Tennessee, it seems like everybody's beating everybody this year. And sometimes you will see scores that you cannot believe. And I've been on, on the uh, both ends of those scores where you're winning big or losing big. And it, it's just a weird year for college baseball. I know this much. The term, yeah. the, the road to Omaha is going to be out. Of, it's always fun. But this year in particular, it, it's going to be wide open. Um, all right. So we, we get ready for North Carolina this weekend. Uh, that'll be a blast. Uh, but I got to ask you about the Derby. You, you got a vibe on the Derby at all? Or you been too preoccupied? No. I haven't looked at it yet. I got to look at that because uh, me and my mama, we used to, we never missed the Kentucky Derby. That's when I started loving the Kentucky Derby. I'd always try to get home Saturday by five o'clock. Uh, and uh, when they broke out of the gate, no matter what I was doing, I'd try to come home. Me and my mama loved watching the Kentucky Derby together. I don't know why I can watch it with her this year because uh, uh, they kick off Saturday and, and we'll probably be at the tail end of, of a game here, but uh, she'll be watching it, and I'll record it. And I'll go home and watch it. Just love the Kentucky Derby, but I hadn't had a chance to look at it yet. Uh, I always try to pick a couple horses and pick one that, if I were there, that's who I would would bet on. But I love, I just love watching the horses go to the gates. I love the whole pageantry hmm. of the Derby. The ladies wearing the hats. It's just, it's just a fun, fun day. Yeah, we got to do that trip, man. We we got to put that on the list. That's got to be part of the road trip, right? We got to get there once, one of these days. I, I think no I, I think if you boys you boys ever did that, I think we'd do it on the ESPN Plus. There might be some content there we just want to keep over on the ESPN Plus. <laughs> we don't necessarily need to have some of y'all's content on ACC Network or any you know, over I, the air type deal. I disagree. I, mean? I disagree, Elliot. I think we could. I think we could have a clean family-oriented, good time on the air at the Derby, don't you? I agree, I agree totally because that's basically who we are, Pac. That's it. We're professionals. That's basically who we are. That's it. We, we are trained professionals. We would be able to put together a, an event that people would enjoy, and we would be able to bring yeah. uh, the flavors and the taste and the pageantry of Louisville, Kentucky, right into Boy, your living room. Yeah. I. You know what? I got to tell you something, Elliot. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to tell the ACC umpires, clean and family-oriented. That's who you are. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. that. Appreciate you sharing that. I can go both, I can go both ways if, if tempted. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that's basically who I am. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. All right. Cheers, brother. Hey, Good by to the see way, you as always, you're the minute, man. Wait a minute. One more oh, thing. I'm sorry. I, I want to leave Elliot with something yeah. positive here. I, I, number one, I'm going to pick Good. something up for you in Italy. I don't know what it'll be yet, but when I see it, I'm going to grab it for you, all right, just for you. And number two, today marks your 10th appearance on Packer and Durham, which means that coffee mug you're drinking from right now, we put that on the shelf, and we got to hook you up with a little Packer and Durham coffee mug. Today is your 10th appearance on the program. Pack, I knew that, too, because you told me last time my next – uh, uh, appearance, I'd get the mug. That's why I kept lifting my cup. I didn't want y'all to forget. That's why nah. I did it over and over and over. There's actually no coffee in here. I just wanted to remind y'all I get my Packer and Durham hey, mug. Now. You knew yeah. I was not going to forget yeah. that. Not ever going to forget yeah. that. That's exactly right. And it really didn't. And, and by the way, that mug, 
Yep. Do you want to tell us what was in the mug? Do you want to tell us what, what was in the mug? Because since it wasn't coffee? No, it, it, it's coffee. Always coffee in the morning. Oh. Always coffee. Okay. There's nothing uh-huh. like your first sure. coffee in the morning. Yeah, but after that first. birds and the yeah. yeah, but after that first pitch, anything goes, man. After that first pitch. Yeah. Carolina weekend, anything goes. That's it. Good luck. There you go. See you, my man. Be well. All right, you get it, Pack. I will talk to you before your excursion in Italy and tell Mrs. P happy anniversary. Thank you very much, Coach. Appreciate that. Yeah. 27 All years right. ago Bye, today, guys. Mrs. P took – see you, Elliot. Mrs. P took on a charity case 27 years, 27 years ago today. Signed up for charity. Amy Packer, greatest day of her life. Kind of. Nope. <laughs> When we come back, Rachel DiCecco joins us. More on one versus two tomorrow night. And don't forget, coming up in about 15 minutes, Charlotte North, in case you missed it. All that and more as Packer and Durham's Friday continues in a moment on ACC Network. Packer and Durham. Rachel DeCecco has been with us before. She's fantastic. We always enjoy having her. And she joins us this morning to help us continue the preview here. Rachel, great to see you. Thank you, as always, for your time. Uh, I want to pivot here and talk about coaches because we talk about, you know, Jamie Ortega for Carolina, Charlotte North for BC, the collaborative effort really on both ends of the field for both schools. Jenny Levy and Acacia Walker-Weinstein meet tomorrow night. And Jenny's had incredible success. There's no doubting any of that. Acacia won a national championship last year. But as Pac just said, this is what BC's talked about winning. Almost as if in order to validate the national championship, they have to win the ACC championship, which quite frankly strikes me as strange. It is a little bit strange. Acacia and I actually were teammates uh, on Team USA for a couple years, and I know Jenny well. And uh, Acacia, it is a little bit strange, but they've never won this. This is one thing. You know, they went three years in the national championship game and didn't win. They they sort of you know got that monkey off their back. Now they want to get an ACC title. The ACC is the toughest conference in women's lacrosse. So you want to you want to have those bragging rights and say you're at the top, absolute top of that conference. You know, we talk offense, offense, offense. I know we had Taylor Marino on the show earlier this week. Uh, Defensively, who's the better of the two teams? That's a great question. These are two of the best teams defensively in the country, both allowing less than 10 goals a game. Uh, North Carolina is under nine goals a game. You know, I I would say they're they're a little bit different, but, you know, they've got two good goalies. Moreno's having a great final campaign. You've got Emma Trenchard, Nall's in there. And then on the opposite end, you've got Sidney Scales, Courtney Taylor, the transfer, Holly Schleicher, Hunter Roman. I'm going to, I think fundamentally, when BC is at their best, they are the better D, but North Carolina's D is also incredible. Two really strong defensive mm. units. Rachel, for those who are going to watch this tomorrow night for the first time, and we found that kind of to be part of the product line here on ACC Network, people are seeing field hockey for the first time, they're seeing lacrosse. So they hear one versus two nationally, and people automatically know, well, if I'm going to watch something and it's going to be really good, this is the one I'm going to watch. Stylistically, tomorrow night, how do you differentiate one and two in terms of this game? So so North, North Carolina, to me, is, is very balanced. Um, if you had told me going into the ACC championship that 
the stars weren't going to be Ortega and North, I would have thought you were crazy. But after being in South Bend last weekend, you've got Bell Smith from BC and you've got Scotty Rose Grounded from UNC, both having incredible games. So UNC is going to play. They've got a ton of scores. So they're going to play, I, I would say, probably a more balanced attack. They move the ball a ton. Defensively, you know, they're, they're strong 1v1 defenders, a solid unit. Attack-wise, BC's got Charlotte North. So she, didn't, she wasn't the star of those games last weekend, but she had still an incredibly solid weekend. Um, but I think BC is just a little bit more exciting when Charlotte's doing her thing, and, and they're going to be a little bit – uh, just their energy is just a little bit different than BC when they're you know firing on all cylinders. Uh, listen, there's pressure on both sides to win. I mean, you don't get to be the quality of these programs that hey, every time we walk out there, we expect to win. So that that's a given. But but is there a, an additional pressure on BC because they've talked this event up so much? Is there additional pressure on North Carolina because there's still a zero in the loss column and? These, this senior class, which has been incredible, is on this magical run. I mean, or is this a wash? Is this just one of those things that, hey, these are the two best teams. They're going to go play. And who knows, we may get this game one more time for the ultimate time. I hope that we do. I think, you know, if the, if the bracket does, does, us, does us a favor, that these two will meet in the national championship. I, I think it's a wash. Obviously, BC has been open, as you said. They want to win this. They haven't won it. They want to get their first ACC. North Carolina is going for their sixth straight. Um, so there's some pressure there. I think the the best thing that happened to UNC last weekend was going down 5 nothing against Notre Dame. They had not been down like that mm. all year. And they had to dig deeper and find another gear. You know, when you don't ever play from behind and then you suddenly find yourself behind, that can be jarring for teams. And sometimes it's hard to kind of get back in it. And they responded so beautifully with so much energy, so much grit. Um, they, you know, their whole team stepped up. So, you know, I think this is the, the pressure is equal on both of these teams because of the, as you said, UNC being undefeated, BC never getting this title and really wanting it. Rachel, in the way that, and I know the men are not having a championship, and I understand that, and I, I, I hear the reasoning from that side of the house. The women are staging this championship, and we talked with you last week. I think about the calendar and how it worked, where you play the you know, every other day here to get to the championship and then you take six days to then play the championship. And so I'm asking this question based on, and knowing that's awkward too. Should we be playing this on a home field or should we go neutral for something like this? Because from here on, the national championship is going to be on a neutral field. Yeah, I think, it, you know, neutral field, they, they did the first rounds at a neutral field, so you'd feel like maybe they should finish on a neutral field. But that one seed was a little bit of a carrot for teams. Hey, if you've earned this, you get to win potentially an ACC championship on your whole, oh, home field. It is, a, it is kind of a strange structure where they start neutral and then just the championship is a week later home. But UNC's earned that right. And we had they had yeah. almost 6,000 people in their first matchup at Alumni Stadium in BC. So I cannot wait to see the crowd tomorrow night. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I think these teams are so good. They could play in my backyard and be like, okay, cool. Let, let's go play. I mean, I, I just think that when you have that championship DNA program, in some respects, you almost kind of like going on the road, right? You say, hey, you guys are excited to see us. Hey, that's cool because we can't wait to shut you up. I mean, I just think championship programs and players – Love to take it on the road. So wherever they play this thing, so be it. They should have a great crowd tomorrow night. Tons of people watching on ACC Network. But you can't script a better case scenario, Rachel, as far as a, you, a conference title or a national championship than what we're going to get tomorrow. 
Absolutely not. You cannot script it. You've got star power. You've got incredible athletes. The crowd is going to be amazing. Number one and number two storylines that like people dream of. So we are in for just an incredible night of lacrosse tomorrow night. Um, Rachel, I, <laughs> if we had Charlotte on here yesterday and we're going to replay the interview here in just a minute, we have spent an inordinate amount of time this week talking about name, image, and likeness and portal. And I know you're working with PLL, so you know the game professionally. You know the game as well as anybody collegiately, both men's and women's side. Where, where is that particular area right now in your mind in lacrosse? And how big a – the portal – let's start with the portal because there are two separate tracks here. Portal influence and NIL influence. Are, are we seeing any movement in lacrosse, either side, men or women, based on those two factors? Absolutely. The portal uh, is very active in lacrosse um, and it's absolutely changing the game. I think some of it, the timing of it, and then with sort of the COVID year. So players that got that sixth COVID year and they they wanted to get a master's degree and transfer for that final season. We see Andy Aldabe doing that at UNC. We see Courtney Taylor doing it for BC. Absolutely. Like finish your career, use your eligibility, but the portal is is very active. And I, I think it's going to be a challenge for programs moving forward as kids uh, really bounce bounce between schools and don't you know don't you they don't see themselves through those four years at one place by the way before we let you right, go what about nil what about nil and Sorry, I, I think charlotte's the first one um to kind of really explore that uh, and jamie with epic charlotte we're working with charlotte uh, on an nil deal right now with unleash a pll so um yeah absolutely it's going to change for those top tier players but i think we need to help support these kids that they're they're still kids so um, these decisions about transferring schools, these decisions about brand deals and sponsorships, you know, they need to have the right support system around them to make good choices for themselves um, and really also focus on the college part of it and the team and why they're there to play. And I think, you know, Charlotte and Jamie both have great support systems and great people leading them. But I, I think it becomes mm -hmm. a little bit dangerous and scary when kids don't have that support system or people guiding them in the right way. 100% right. Uh, Rachel, before we let you go, uh, you brought to my attention before this interview started that, and I appreciate your kind words regarding our 27th anniversary today, but you told me something I did not know, and that is that on the 27th anniversary, uh, the gift is a statue. Uh, I'm just wondering, since I don't have anything readily available, uh, is it possible that I could rent what is on your table over your right shoulder for maybe a couple hours? I, I know that it's, it's like a really prestigious award that you don't want to give away, but I just want to know, like, maybe for a rental fee, could I borrow it for a couple hours today and really impress my better half? Anything for you. This this was in my parents' house until until about six months ago when I finally ripped it from my dad's hands. I finally have it. It's been in my parents' house until until just last year. So um, wait, you're welcome to borrow it wait. as long as you need. I, wait a second. I can really appreciate wait. that answer. I like that. <laughs> wait a second. Are you, I mean, Rachel, you won the Tawartan Trophy. I, I don't want to age you here, but you know you won the Tawartan Trophy a couple of years ago. Uh, you. <laughs> so the the idea being that your dad had it until six months ago? Yes, my dad had it. Well, it, it means a lot to them, you know, obviously uh, as, as their daughter. And I... Um, I have small kids, and this is a fragile, important trophy. So that was also part of it. Let's not let this thing get ruined. Um, but I have my national championship ring with me. That's the one that matters. This is icing on the cake. So my parents enjoyed having it in their in their little living room for almost <coughs> 20 years. Um, but I have it back now. 
That is a great story. <laughs> totally great story. Well, listen, we can't wait for tomorrow night. I mean, even for folks, I think that have heard us talk about it and go, you know, I really maybe have never watched the lacrosse match or game. Tomorrow night's one you got to put your feet up and grab some popcorn because the star power, offense, great players, great programs, it's one versus two. It doesn't get any better than this. Absolutely mm. not. Everybody, it's a must-watch game, lacrosse fan or not. I'm still just thinking of one of the DeCheco kids running through the house holding the Tawarton <laughs> trophy above their head as if it's something they want to add for the toys. I mean, <laughs> Mom, you know, look, look, Mom, look. <laughs> Four kids in five years that didn't need to be in our house for, for that long. So, uh, hey, does, yeah. this, I, does, I does this stick break, Mom? I think I can snap this thing right in half. <laughs> I love it. All right, Rachel, be well. Thank you so much. Always appreciate your time. Thank you both. All right, Rachel DeCecco. Stay tuned in case you missed it. Charlotte North from yesterday's show. Still no hint on the hit list for music pregame. You missed it. You want to stay around next. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Packer and Durham. May 6th. Very important day. Very important day, Wes Durham. Yes. We got uh, 10 minutes away from the announcement of the ACC Rowing Championship lanes and teams. Something we've been waiting for and we've kept it secret. Secret. That has not slipped out. Not one time. You ready to announce all that, by the way? 9 a.m. announce all that, right? I got 10 minutes. Going to yes. keep it quiet. 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, on the way, Charlotte North, uh, who will be one of the stars tomorrow night on the field when the ACC Women's Lacrosse Championship is determined, joined us yesterday on the show. Um, I mean, as good as it gets in women's lacrosse, and we talked to her about transcending the game right now. Just where the sport is right now is such a good place. It's so exciting. Um, it's grown more than it, it has, you know, in the past couple of years due to the coverage growth. Um, and it's just so exciting. I mean, we, we've been playing here in Alumni Stadium. We've been fortunate enough to play in this incredible facility this year. And, and there have been moments where we, we've turned around and looked at the stands and, and just been blown away by the amount of support we've had. Um, and we're so fortunate to have these great fans here. But we just take a moment to realize where the sport is at right now and, and you know, how much more more growth that it can have down the line. Um, we're just so pumped for for our team and for the sport as a whole. Charlotte, I want to brag about your team a second because I know you come on here and we always tell you about how great you are and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, but it's a team game. You know, I don't think that was ever more evident than what happened in South Bend this past week because, quite mm -hmm. frankly, for your standard, what, what we expect out of you every single time you play is four goals, five goals, six goals, whatever – from a scoring standpoint, it was really kind of a quiet week for you, but, man, your teammates stepped up. And Cassidy goes nuts the other day, scores, what, a half dozen? And to me, that's always a sign of a great team. Yeah, you're a star. There's no doubt about that. But, man, the folks surrounding you, hey, you're going to go ahead and try to take Charlotte out of the game? Cool. Watch this. I'm up. Next lady up. Bam. Let's score. Let's play. I, I thought it was a great testament to your team, what you accomplished in South Bend in the ACC tournament. 
100% you're spot on. I mean, I'm playing with, like I said earlier, the, the greatest team, you know, in women's lacrosse right now around me, and I see it every day in practice, and to see that come together on game day is incredible. I mean, we have the strongest midfielders in the country. We have, single-handedly, we have the best defense in the entire country, um, and, and same thing on the offensive end. I'm playing with six of the best attackers in the entire world, so I'm just lucky. They make my job easy. It's so much fun out there. You see um, us come together on game day and, and celebrate like crazy, and those are the moments that we work for all week long. Um, and I'm just so fortunate to be on this special team. Okay, so you played Carolina in early March, and here we go again Saturday night. We all know where this is. It's one versus two, not the ACC, but nationally. So how has your team grown? How do you think they've grown in watching them play last week in South Bend? And it, does it have a different feel to it than the first meeting? Definitely. I mean, you know, I think we've both grown um, throughout the season. You learn a lot, you know, from when we played back in March, which was a, a great game. Um, we learned a lot about ourselves after that game, moving forward into our next ACC play. Um, but, you know, it's, it's playoff time now, and, and it feels a little different, and there's a lot on the line. And, you know, we've been talking all week. You know, we haven't had <clears throat> reached that ACC championship yet, um, and that's a huge goal of ours. And, you know, we're going down there with, with one thing in mind, and it's to take that trophy home. You know, we started our interviews today with another star up there at BC, old Luke Gold, playing baseball, and he's a big-time star. I asked him if he had any superstitions, Charlotte, and he said, the only thing I do is I chew the, chew the same type of gum. Trident gum out of the blue pack. He said he started doing it last year, got on a hot streak, and it, it, it stuck. All right, so I'm going to ask you the same question. From a superstition standpoint, anything come up with you, or you're just like, hey, man, let's go play. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I have quite a few, actually. Um, it's it's little things on game day that I like to do the same, have the same routine, um, have to eat the same thing before a game, have to listen to my specific songs before a game. Um, but that's pretty much pretty much how it goes, and, and I like to get it done in a timely manner, pretty organized. But um, it, it's pretty superstitious on game day. All right, so what's the food? Turkey sandwich, nice and simple. Tur no mayo, no mustard, no anything? Just turkey and turkey cheese. Turkey. What kind of cheese? Cheddar. Matter? <laughs> Cheddar. White bread. Cheddar, okay. Whole wheat. What are we doing on that? Whole wheat. Whole wheat toasted. Whole wheat toasted. Now we're getting specific. All right. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, we're, uh, now, we're, now we're going places. Now, now we're, we're going places. No pickle. No chips. No. no <laughs> just just a nope. turkey sandwich. Plain right. and simple. Yep. A little salt and pepper, or no, not even any of that. No. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Waste of time. All right. <laughs> How about music-wise? What songs are we listening to? Um, I actually, I've never told anyone, so nobody knows uh, what those songs are, but it's a, it's a specific oh. secret playlist. Um, I got the lineup right before the game, and then I'm ready to go. All right, so we can't get into that. All right, so turkey sandwich, toasted wheat, maybe some cheese if you're in the mood, <laughs> and the magical right. playlist. And then, yep. all, right, you know what, breaks loose. Yep. You know what? Here's the thing. The magical playlist intrigues me. Because we know you grew up in Dallas, right? I mean, so yep. that, that opens that door. You <laughs> spent your college career, started at Duke, finished at BC. That opens a whole nother door. Music, musically pack, that secret, you know, Charlotte North power playlist could be anywhere. <laughs> can I mean, you give it could us be a, anywhere music-wise. Can you give us a hint of the genre? Is it country I music? I mean, it's a wide variety. I'll give you that. Right. It's a wide variety. See, there we go. I knew it. I knew it. 
I bet there's I bet there's like the country rock segment, there's the rap segment. I bet there's speed metal in there, like some uh you know, like the hair band like Rat or Dio or something like that from the eighties or nineties. I bet she's got it all. I bet it's like eight songs packed that covers everything. We're never gonna know. We're never gonna know. All I right. can tell. Charlotte's not giving that info Charlotte. up. That is not good. All right, now, now Charlotte. Before we let you go, there is this one thing I do want to ask you about because I've noticed on social media with you that you do have some NIL stuff going here. But I, I want to dive a little into what that is because I know it's become a really hot topic across the board in college athletics at a lot of levels, especially with the football stuff and some of the basketball. But it seems to me, and I've also noticed with Aaron Matson, who played field hockey at Carolina, the same thing. Some of your NIL is gauged towards equipment, camps, apparel, things like that, as it relates to lacrosse. Has that been as beneficial to you as you would have expected or hoped for from the name, image, and likeness stuff? Definitely. I mean, I think it's super exciting. There are opportunities, you know, across the board. Um, you see athletes, you know, like Aaron Matson and, and other people using their platform and, and getting those deals that are so exciting. Um, for the equipment side, the apparel side, I think it's huge. Um, I think the coolest piece is that camps part, um, camping clinics that you can, mm -hmm. you know, really connect with the next generation of players um, while you are in college, not just, you know, once you finish playing. But um, I mean, personally, that's just, it's such a fulfilling experience um, and it's so exciting. It's something that, you know, athletes have, have deserved for a while. Um, and so it's, it's really incredibly exciting. One versus there two. Grab your popcorn tomorrow night, boys and girls, right here on ACC Network. Does not get any better in women's lacrosse than what you're going to see tomorrow night. Exactly right. When we come back, oh, yes, we reveal the rowing rankings and lane assignments for the 2022 Atlantic Coast Conference Rowing Championships with rowing analyst Mark Packer next. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.